What is going on, everybody? Once again, this is Christopher Thomas from Inside the Hash, and I'm here with another exclusive interview. Today, I sit here and talk with defensive end from Wyoming, Solomon Bird. Solomon Bird is going to talk about at what age he started playing the game of football, about being a two-way player in high school, and what he expects from his final season at Wyoming after opting out of the 2020 season. Let's dive right into this interview. Solomon, so at what age did you start playing football, and what made you stick to playing football? I started playing football when I was seven, and I stuck to it just because I wanted to learn more about it, and also I was pretty good at it, so I stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. But growing up in California, obviously we know about you know the history of California football players. So, how was the high school experience mm-hmm. for you playing football in California? It was good, but at the same time, it was tough because the school I went to, we had like a lot of talent, but there wasn't a lot of discipline. So it was kind of hard to get over those guys, but, you know, our team would still lose. So it will kind of be hard to stay disciplined and competitive, but still play over certain dudes. Yeah. So being on a team that talented, I guess you had a little trouble finding the field, correct? So my freshman year I played, I started freshman football. And then sophomore year, I played JV and varsity. So I, I did both. And I think it was – Three or four games into my sophomore year, I was actually starting at quarterback. It was crazy because our starting quarterback got injured and then we didn't have nobody else. Mm. So I was starting at quarterback, actually. So not only you played a defensive end, you also played quarterback as well. You also played a little bit at tight end as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you stick to uh, sticking at defensive end as opposed to just converting over to playing tight end? Right, so my whole high school career, Except for my last year, senior year, we ran a 3-4. So I always play outside linebacker, middle linebacker. But as soon as we went to 4-3, because we got a new defensive coordinator my senior year, they asked me if I could play the end. And I was like, all right, yeah, like, I'll try it. Long story short, that was my first year playing it, but I did well at it and ended up getting a scholarship offer for it. Along with Wyoming, you also got recruited by Army, Boise State, Fresno State, and San Diego State. What prompted your decision to choose Wyoming as opposed to anywhere else? Because after they offered me, they like really pursued me. There was a couple of other schools that offered me, but then they quite pursued me. Did you get an opportunity to tour the campus and you decided, you know what, this is where I want to be? Yeah. Yep. What about Wyoming is, you know, the place where, you know, not only you want to graduate there, but it's like, you want to give like 120%, you know, to the football program. I would just say the just the culture here is a bunch of guys who want to play hard. And just being around a bunch of guys who want to play hard, you, you, you can play hard yourself, you know? Yeah. So uh, tell me about um, your workout regime. So what's a typical workout day for you? Oh, okay. So I'll just, I'll just use today. I got to the facility around 7 o'clock. And I run at 8.30. Our first run groups at 7. So I'll get there like right when they start to run. Then I'll go in and do my abs. And then I'll do like some extra stuff for my feet and ankles before I run and I'll go run and then in between that run I'll do my muscles and stuff like that and then I'll do the lift and then I'll, I'll be done for the day so the lift I mean I lift at, I lift at 11 so I'll be done for the day okay. after that we're almost near the end of a pandemic so how are you able to you know incorporate workouts into improve your game oh yeah so sometimes I work with some other D linemen or some D tackles, and then we'll, we'll go over uh, feet and hands and the eye discipline. 
your first year at Wyoming, you redshirted, and then you got the opportunity to really play last year. So what was that experience like for you? Unfortunately, you guys only played six games last year. Right. So I was actually out there last year. My true freshman year, I played three games. And 2019, I played 11, I think. And that was, like, technically, like, my breakout year or whatever, just because I was able to execute my assignment more so. So, yeah. Having to opt out last year, that must have been a real difficult decision for you. So, uh, what made you come to that yeah, conclusion? Yeah. Okay, so my wife has my wife has asthma, and then at the time I was with my nephew, so I, I didn't really want to chance their health. So I want to stay with me, and I know and I know the the coronavirus, whatever attacks like the lungs or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that so that that would have been bad. But she caught asthma. I mean, she caught the COVID. Yeah. What were some things that you were able to do, even though you did opt it out? What were some things you were able to do, you know, to still prepare you, you know, you know, the next time you step on the field for our Wyoming? Right. So I had a workout plan. It wasn't much different from, like, the off-season workout plans that, that they usually give us. And, I mean, I just did that. And I did the running. And I did some, like, D-line drills. So it was just a really long off-season. Obviously, I'm, nothing really – changed the only thing that changed was i had to have my own discipline i had to get up every day and it was really at that point it was like for myself because there was nobody giving me a time to come in and there was nobody like counting on me at that point so you know it was all self-discipline so in terms of your technique what are some things that you feel like right now that you excel at and what are some things that you feel like you still need to improve on Right, so I mean, I didn't even get to display the the things I've learned after the 2019 season because of the opt out situation. But some things that I could work on now would probably be like my my dip and rip, just without throwing a move. But even with that, I feel like I've gotten better at that. Just haven't been able to display it. Mm-hmm. But like technique wise, I would just say finishing. I mean, it's not really a technique, but finishing just to get that mentality to finish the playoffs. One thing that really popped out of one of your answers just says that when you were in high school, you were playing originally a 3-4, then you got a new coordinator, you switched over 4-3. If you were to make that transition over to the next level in the NFL, do you feel more comfortable now playing in a 4-3 or a 3-4, or do you feel confident that you'd be able to do both? Yeah, I feel like I could do both for sure. I, could, <laughs> I feel like I could do whatever my team or another team would need me to do. If they wanted me to stand up, I could be a stand-up edge rusher. I could drop a coverage. I could go in the inside and bang with some dudes, you know. I'm not limited because I feel like I'm coachable and I'm talented enough to complete a task. Like, I don't have any limitations. One of the biggest names that is now, like, circulating not only on NFL Draft Twitter is Nevada quarterback Carson Strong. You had the opportunity to play him a few years ago in your 31-3 victory. So, and last year... Unfortunately, you opted out. He threw for over four touchdowns. So, what about uh, Carson Strong's game stands out to you? Oh, I don't. I don't really watch quarterbacks. The only the only thing that we do in scouting report watching a quarterback is see if he's a a statue, a so to call it, like a dude that likes to sit in the pocket and throw the ball, or if he likes to scramble. But I know that watching from the TV last year, he looks like a pretty accurate dude. You know, he's not afraid to let it slide, which is. Which is a good thing because that gives the D-line more opportunities to go make a play. So how does it feel now, you know, with, you know, the pandemic almost being over 
and the, not only the NFL is making you know plans to have full capacity back. I'm pretty sure college football is going to follow the same. So, how how does it feel to you know have fans back, you know, cheering on the Cowboys? Hey, you gotta love that because that's that's honestly part of the game at this point. Because with no fans is is basically a glorified scrimmage. So I feel like the fans is a, a big part of any a sport, boxing, football, basketball. You know, so without the fans, the sport would just be a scrimmage. Yeah. So how was it like for you? Like, you know, you opt out last year. So having to watch your team, you know, not only, you know, play a shortened season, but also no fans. So what was it like for you? So, I mean, when the team first started playing, I was kind of I was content with my decision. So, I mean, at the start, I was, you know, really happy for, you know, the guys out there making plays, the young guys that got to get opportunity to go out there and run around. But then, you know, I slowly started to, you know, miss it. Like, dang, I really want to play. Because I'm, I've seen something I, I, may, I might, might have done, and you know whatever, you know, just watching the game. Mm-hmm. So I think towards the end of uh, the opt out, got kind of anxious to play. So what's it like playing in like in the Mountain West Conference? It doesn't really get like a lot, like you know, publication kind of like the SEC or the Big Ten. Yeah. So what's it like playing for a really under the radar conference? Right, I feel like we're somewhere in the middle. We're not, like, too much under the radar, but we're not. Those glorified conferences like the Pac-12, you know, you know, just the, the teams that go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. With Without having all the publicity, we are respected. So, I mean, we just beat a Power 5 team in uh, Missouri uh, 2019. So, when, when we do, when we do step up and, and ready to go out there and we're playing the Power 5, they know they know that it's not, oh, it's, just, it's Wyoming, you know. We're just going to get to the next week after, you know. But like, like we're, ne- we're never overlooked it. Honestly, that 2019 season, we're getting everybody's best punch because they knew that that we're a dominant team. Yeah, with you know a few players, you know, over the years have definitely been drafted from the University of Wyoming. Particularly, the biggest one is probably Josh Allen, but also Marcus Epps, Logan Wilson. Have you been able to keep in contact with you know any of your former teammates or like alumni? Yeah, yeah. those are my guys. I mean, they're friends before they were football players, so yeah, I keep in contact with them. Plus, Logan, I know Logan Cash. They, they still uh, come down and, you know, work out in the off seasons. So in regards to that, have they, you know, passed down, like, any advice, like the major difference between, like, you know, playing at the NCAA and the NFL and, like, what what the uh, biggest, like, cultural shock is? I haven't got much of a sense of that. The most, the most I've been told was uh, cash plays for the Patriots. And he was saying this, it, was a, it was a lot of the same, same stuff we did at Wyoming. Hmm. So, I mean, as far as that, but – Logan also told me you had the white lines before anything else comes and stuff like that. So, you know, you just focus on the the next project after another. So, yeah. So, you know, you still got a few years before going to the NFL. So, like, what are some of the biggest check marks that you want to do before not only, like, graduating, but before going to the NFL? Right. So, I graduate December. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if I'm checking off boxes game by game, I want to be able to line up in a proper stance every play and execute my assignment every single play. To me, that's a win every time. That's a win every time. If I'm lining up and I'm beating the person across from me every time, then all those other stats, whatever, that's all going to follow. So overall, what is the number one quality that you want everyone to know about you? I would say there's two qualities that I always, I, I hope myself to stand me. So I have a high motor. Like, I, I don't give up. I don't care if the ball's 50 yards down the field. Like, I'm still running towards the ball because he's going to have to make a cut sooner or later. 
and I'm, I'm very coachable. So if I did make a mistake, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. You're not going to make the same mistake twice, and you don't give up in every play. Yep. It's great to hear. Solomon, once again, you know, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, do this interview. I wish you the best of luck, and congratulations on getting your diploma in December. Yes, sir. Once again, I want to thank Solomon for taking the time to do this interview, and I wish him the best of luck in his final season at the University of Wyoming. If you want to check out our interview and others, check out our Spotify. Type in Inside the Hashes in the search bar. And for all the other content and more, for Facebook, we're Inside the Hashes. For Twitter, we're at Inside Hashes. And on Instagram, at Inside the Hashes. And for all the other content and more, check out www.insidethehashes.com. Once again, this is Christopher Thomas from Inside the Hashes, signing off.